Alright, welcome to this very special episode of On Your Left, the politics podcast that's probably to your left. And hopefully everything works okay because we're having some computer issues and are recording this podcast on our cell phones. (laughs) The fates are really conspiring against us today. Like, both of us are having issues. It's, It's a time. I just, we're so far apart and yet struggle in the same way. So everyone knows, I am Katrina Ames, I use she-them pronouns. And I am Narali Shath, and I use she-her pronouns. Um, as you probably know, if you're listening to this, we post every Wednesday. Um, you can usually find us in your feeds by Thursday morning. Um, and uh, you can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash onyourleftpod. Support us so that maybe we can get better computers eventually. Yeah, help us buy nicer audio equipment to make this podcast even better. Yes. So what are we talking about today, Katrina? Well, today we're talking about a super fun topic. We're going to talk about Confederate monuments and statues and why we should just get rid of them. Yeah, we. I'm not a fan of them. They're, they're kind of ugly. Um, but... Um, it's, so, statues are real, have really been in the news for the last few months because after the murder of George Floyd, the Black Lives Matter movement began a resurgence that is still ongoing. Protests are still happening all across the country and I believe also around the world. And the movement has incorporated demands to tear down statues of Christopher Columbus, slave owners, and leaders of the Confederacy, And around the world, it also includes colonial figures, which is nice. Yeah, so this is now a worldwide effort to remove statues that glorify racists or other terrible people. Um, In Bristol, England, a statue of Edward Colston was memorably tossed into the harbor by activists, uh, reminiscent of another product of colonialism being tossed into a harbor by activists in Boston in the late 1700s. Yes, I'm still thinking about Hamilton. Don't worry about it. Um, But also, it was really uh, symbolic because that was the same harbor that um, where slaves were sold uh, in England. So it was was a whole thing. It was very important. Um, Yeah, and in, in places like Jacksonville, Florida, leadership has committed to removing all Confederate statues. Some places are just removing ones that have already been vandalized, or as I like to think of it, improved. Um, and uh, things are happening. Things are moving on this, and it's really interesting to see. So why, but why do we have, like, why is it important that we tear down statues to begin with? Like, what's the point? Yeah, I mean, this is definitely an ongoing conversation. People have been fighting to get these statues removed, torn down, uh, put into museums instead of into public spaces for decades, for decades. But I think the most important thing, uh, the thing that we should really focus on now, which you've already brought up a bit, it's that the statues are mm-hmm. ugly. And we deserve yeah. nice public art in our communities. <laughs> yeah. As as someone who cares about, like, good art, um, 
And, like, there, there is no, like, real definition for what good art is, but I think we know what bad art is. And bad art glorifies those statues, like, those people who are bad, like, people who brought slaves over and people who colonized this country and murdered Native Americans and other things that were bad. Our public art also makes a value statement about who we are and what we value as a community. And quite honestly, I don't share values with the Confederacy. It's a country that lasted for five years, fought one war and lost. And the only reason it was founded was to perpetuate slavery and the state's rights to have slaves, which I don't really, that's not my values. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't want that to be reflective of what I as an American think about, think about the world. And like in, with statues, you don't walk around a park and encounter a statue and like with it there is like a textbook's worth of information about the person and why they were important and why they were problematic and what happened. You know, there's just a statue of someone looking grand on a horse or someone standing grandly with a gun. And that's not what... That's not giving historical context. That's not, like, sharing history with you. That's just saying, look at this cool person when... They really weren't cool. They were all kinds of terrible. Yeah, a lot of people have made the argument that by taking down statues, we are trying to remove history. But a lot of people have advocated just moving these statues into museums where we can have a greater historical context built around them and a better opportunity for people to learn because people don't learn by briefly driving past a statue or glancing at it in a park and just reading who it is. We learn history by reading books and going to museums and having conversations with historians on Twitter sometimes. But I've never really learned anything by looking at a statue. I just learned who my library was named after. <laughs> yeah, I went yeah, I went to NYU for 4 years. And there's a, there's a statue there that I passed by, like, every day. I cannot tell you who that was. It was a guy, there was a guy on a horse. That's all I know. Even the leader of the Confederate Army opposed Confederate monuments. Robert E. Lee said, My conviction is that however grateful it would be to the feelings of the South, the attempt in the present condition of the country would have the effect of retarding instead of accelerating its accomplishment and of continuing, if not adding, to the difficulties under which the southern people labor. So it was saying, so basically, Robert E. Lee was saying in a very over-the-top way, um, you're delusional if you think the Confederacy is still going to happen, and putting up statues honoring the Confederacy uh, allows that delusion to continue. He spoke up in his lifetime and advocated against building statues of himself and of other Confederate monuments because he didn't want to add further division to the country that was still healing from the Civil War. And those statues weren't built during Reconstruction. Uh, they weren't built after the Civil War. They were built 
way later, during the Jim Crow era. These statues weren't built to honor the dead originally. They weren't built as monuments to kind of say what we went through and what this historical moment was like. Uh, it was built way after the fact by people who were not part of the Confederacy because they were born way after it to try to uplift those values and scare black people. It was it was a tool of oppression, much like all of the Jim Crow laws. It was a tool of oppression against black people to put up uh, symbols of slavery, glorifying slavery. That's all it was, and that's all it continues to be. People will claim that it's patriotic to try to protect these confederate monuments but it's it's literally the opposite of patriotic because we don't live in that country the country was specifically <laughs> created to oppose the values we have in our country and to break apart our country it is the exact opposite there is nothing patriotic about honoring a nation that no longer exists and was only made to hurt the union yeah, I'm I'm skeptical of patriotism in general, but it's just it it's just common sense to honor your own country and not a country that literally went to war with your country. Like what it makes no sense. I don't understand. <laughs> like you were saying that these statues weren't built right after the Confederacy or even necessarily by people who are a part of the Confederacy. Um, this was built in the Jim Crow era, and according to a comprehensive study of Confederate statues and monuments across the whole country, published by the Southern Poverty Law Center, there were huge spikes in construction in the early 1900s, and then again in the 1960s and 70s, which were both moments of extreme civil rights tension. So you can also look at maps of confederate monuments and symbols across the united states and there are also confederate symbols in states that were part of the union and places that didn't even exist yet uh there's no reason why we should be honoring confederate monuments in pennsylvania or new york or oh new jersey doesn't have any you guys are fine okay <laughs> <laughs> but in pennsylvania or new york where we were part of the Union and specifically worked to defeat the Confederacy. Uh, there's no reason that there should be Confederate monuments in Arizona or Nevada or Washington State or Montana because they weren't even states yet. They weren't part of the Confederacy. That You shouldn't have to be memorializing Confederacy values or people from the Confederacy because they're not a part of our country and we don't need to build monuments to them. Yeah, again, monuments and statues are a symbol of what we as a people agree is a value, right? Like, I don't understand how a statue of Robert E. Lee aligns with any value we have today as a country. We also put money and time into creating this art. We made space for these statues and monuments within our public places which means it was a choice that we made and 
I think we can all agree now, uh, at least on this podcast, that it was a bad choice, and it's we can undo it. We can make a different decision now. Yeah, and again, it it's specifically public art, and can you just, like, I cannot imagine having to pass by, uh, like, if... I cannot imagine being a black person having to pass by a statue of Robert E. Lee every single day, knowing full well that my government and my people and my tax money has gone towards creating and preserving that public art. It was a choice made and a choice that was upheld, but we don't have to uphold that choice anymore. We can choose to, and many protesters are choosing to say no to these these statues, choosing to say no to the values these statues uphold, and choosing to stop glorifying people who were terrible. And uh, as we also work to defund the police, we could also increase the budget for public art and for making better things that are more contemporary and in line with what we believe. Personally, my favorite statues in my home city of Pittsburgh (laughs) are dinosaurs and and there's a statue of some french fries. And I feel like they really get me. French fries, <laughs> dinosaurs, I'm in. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. I really love the love statue that's in New York. I don't know if it's... I guess it's a sculpture, not a statue. I don't know. But um, that, the artist who made that that those like iconic pop art love statues recently passed away and he was amazing and did a lot of amazing art and like lived up in like Maine or Vermont or something and I would love to see something honoring that artist who turned just a simple word into an iconic image that would be cool there's so many opportunities uh, for people we can honor. We could, uh, we could honor John Lewis, who recently passed away because he was an icon that literally changed our country. Yeah, and he—he's someone who pushed for America to fulfill its promise of all men being created equal um, by being a major part of the civil rights movement, and it would be amazing if um there were statues dedicated to him instead of dedicated to his oppressors just while we're on the topic um the bridge in selma that john lewis marched across and led the march across is called the edmund pettus bridge there is currently a petition to rename the bridge after john lewis because edmund pettus was a white supremacist who was a grand master of the kkk And it would be really cool to honor people that fought for racial equality their whole lives, that constantly worked to inspire future activists, worked with community organizers, even as he was in power in Congress, as, and they spent their whole lives trying to make sure people had the right to vote, trying to make sure people were protected from um, the horrors of poverty, trying to stop the police from attacking people for no reason. Um, I think it's also important to note, I was just, when you were discussing um, the bridge, I was thinking about Mount Rushmore and how 
that is on sacred native land and how all of the art that we're talking about is on native land that was stolen from them. And I think it's just really important to remember that even when we're doing our best and trying to honor the best people in our country and not the worst, we're still doing it on American terms and not on Native American terms. And there needs to be some sort of progress made there where reparations are made or land is ceded back to the Native Americans or something. Um, And I also just wouldn't mind if Mount Rushmore was just given back and people and the Native Americans could just do as they pleased with it. It's a mountain. It's weird that we own it. We could be doing better by everyone in this country by being more conscientious about what monuments exist, what statues exist, what public art exists, and what it symbolizes about us as a country. Because yes, we want real substantial change, but having our values displayed in public places is part of being in a culture. It's part of every single society that's ever existed has had some public show of who they are. And I want to show that we're better than this. Yeah, I completely agree. There is better art to be made. There are better people to honor. Um, And I just wish... We had done this sooner, but I'm glad it's happening now. I'm glad people are protesting. I'm glad people are um, vandalizing monuments and trying to get them taken down in any way, shape, or form because people have been trying for years and years the right way, and um, it looks like the wrong way is working. Some cities have been trying for decades to get rid of these monuments, and There have been local movements on the ground for decades to try to remove these monuments with very little success. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to accuse us of not paying attention to this issue when we know there have been people working on it for longer than I've been alive. Yeah. Uh, But it is nice to finally see some movement. It's only after so many years that things are changing and... um... They're changing really fast, and it's really amazing to see right now. It wouldn't have happened without people working for it for so long, and I so appreciate all of the work that they did. It's just wild that, like, it seems like in in a span of three weeks, so many cities have begun taking down statues themselves because they know that otherwise it would be um, torn down by protesters, and they want to seem in control of the situation. Mm. There's also a danger in taking statues down. It's Oh yeah. They're they're made of very heavy materials. Protesters might not know exactly what they're doing. Someone could get hurt. So really it's better and safer for everyone if the cities take them down immediately before someone decides to do it themselves. I'm not suggesting we all take them down themselves in case there are criminal charges that could be brought up in this such as vandalism. But if it happens, you know, do it safely. Try to find out how to do it. Maybe talk to some engineers or some people in public works that could be supportive of that. 
Yeah, there's a uh, professor on Twitter who um, who uh, studies the deliberate destruction of cultural heritage, and um, and they said to uh, use a chain instead of rope uh, to to take statues down. So like, look for advice like that in case your city, um, your officials refuse to uh, to take them down themselves. If if you have to take matters into your own hands, um, which you shouldn't, just legally, you sh- you shouldn't do that. Don't do it. I'm not encouraging this, but but hypothetically, if people weren't listening to you and you wanted to get something done, there is good advice out <clears throat> there that you can yeah. find very easily on how to get that done. Let's just move into how we can act uh, legally, just legally how we can act. Uh, if you want to contact your representatives about this issue, one great act to support is the Confederate Monument Removal Act, which is in the Senate, Senate Bill 3957, and in the House, it is House Resolution 7217. And, Narali, mm-hmm. this bill was sponsored and introduced by your senator, Cory Booker. Oh, Cory. Oh, he's a good egg. I appreciate him. Would end the presence of Confederate statues in the Capitol um, because each state is represented by two statues in the National Statuary Hall collection. And to this day, 11 of these important monuments depict officials and fighters for the Confederacy. This act would send these statues back to their respective home states, or, if the states don't want them, send them to the Smithsonian Museum. Uh, That way, the states will still be represented in the National Statuary Hall collection by non-Confederate statues of their choosing, and we'll have the Confederate statues in a place where we can actually learn about the Confederacy. And how bad it was. That means at least six states decided that one of their statues at least one of their statues was going to be a confederate person that's that's definitely a choice that i disagree with that's one bad choice yeah all right let's move on to some good things uh do you have any good news Dorelli? i don't think i have any news uh, I will say that uh, I am currently recording this podcast from Camp GLA, the Harry Potter Alliance's Granger Leadership Academy. We are recording it and at home uh, because this is a virtual convention and conference to learn how to become a better fan activist. And I've done so many cool panels and met so many cool activists, some of whom are joining from all around the world and building an international community to make the world a better place. That's amazing. I'm so glad you're doing the Granger Leadership Academy. Oh, great. What's the mango fact of this week, Norelli? Friends, our mango fact is that, um, well, today, on July 22nd, Wednesday, July 22nd, it is National Mango Day. Oh my god! Oh my god. (laughs) That is amazing. 
I there okay, well, there is an ABC Eyewitness News uh article that that gives you some uh, drink recipes for National Mango Day. Um, I am very excited. I am definitely gonna eat some mangoes on Wednesday. I love mangoes so much. This is great. I'm so glad this is very coincidentally happening on the day when we are supposed to release this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Happy Mango Day, everyone. What a day. Enjoy some mangoes. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for this episode of On Your Left. We will be back in your feeds next Wednesday. And until then, where can we find you online, Narali? You can find me online at Firewood Sparkler. Um, hopefully, I have a new video up on my YouTube channel by the time you listen to this. So check that out, too. Uh, Katrina, where can we find you? You can find me at Katrina Ames on YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. You can hear from us again next week. Have a great week, everyone. Have a great Turned week. Turn out a Confederate monument. Happy Mango Day. Bye-bye. <laughs>